I realized that this is actually going to be, this is the September episode. Ooh, um, back to school. Back to school. Yeah. And <laughs> okay. I will have turned 25 when this episode comes out. Oh I'll be God. 25 as a five days Middle before age. this episode coming out. Middle. <laughs> Katie, do you think I'm going to die at 50? I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> What do you know? <laughs> what do you know? Tell what do you me? know? <laughs> if you know when I'm going to die, you legally have to tell me. I said too much. <laughs> Hello, folks and friends, and welcome to Tales from Grevlon. I am your tailkeeper, Thomas Plants. I am joined by Talia Shatsky. Ashalinia Miragingle Possum, a fairy talent scout, untroubled and chewing gum, comma, bubbled. <laughs> oh, oh so good! So oh, good! Wow. I don't like that I have to follow Talia. <laughs> Speaking of which, Katie Siegel. Lenro Lindenbar, Elvin Handy Person, fine. And fine. <laughs> what was the second one? Sorry. Fine and fine. <laughs> he's fine, but he's also fine. 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 Oh, I see why you didn't want to follow Talia. Whoa! It was good. It was good. It was good. It wasn't gum, comma, bubble. I mean, technically, mine wasn't an adjective. <laughs> it wasn't. I straight yeah. up just break the rules. Disqualify. Disqualify. Actually, Katie gets the A unless... Followed by, and uh, Sam Kitsial. Uh, Paderak, an elephant folk art cartographer's assistant, mundane and plain. Okay. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I'm going to give Katie the A there because yeah. Talia got disqualified and Sam Kitsial was, you know, plain. I don't believe in grades. Um, I will I will hand my crown to Talia if she keeps the bubble gum as a recurring bit throughout this yeah, episode. Yeah, sounds good. You can <laughs> you can win the opening if you commit to the bit. Before we jump into the action for today, our lovely characters have all, you know, improved over their time traveling together. And so in the mechanics of our game, they've each improved one of their skills that their characters had. And we're just going to go around real quick, and they're going to share with us what skill they improved, starting with Ash. Um, my move skill has gone on from a D6 to a D8. Wonderful. And Lenroll? Wait. <laughs> I said I was going to do move. <laughs> you did we can move? Both, we can both do yeah, move. Both move. I thought yeah. you said you were going to do something else. I'm also doing move. So I'll be, no, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. We should all do that. Oops, I'll move. Um, do you want me to change it? No, for the sake no, of? no, no, no. Okay. I just, it just took me aback. How much throwing has Lenroll done in the past? Or weren't you supposed to throw a, a dragon? I did throw a full dragon. You did you throw, throw a, full, a dra full dragon. You did throw a full shrunken dragon. No, a full a dragon. A full dragon. Thomas, why are you always trying to downplay my achievements? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, let's do throw. Okay. So, uh, yeah, my throw skill, which is a six, I that has now become an eight. Amazing. Ooh. And Paderak. I changed my influence from a D6 to a D8. Hey, I have a D8 influence. You're all learning from each other, you know? Wow. All, all spending time together, learning from each other. Paderak has just been in so many situations in which he needs to be in charge that he's just gotten yeah. good at yeah. like talking to people. That's fair. Today, our crew finds themselves, as ever, traveling. After a short stay in the lakeside town of Hulsk, Ash, Lenrel, and Paderak have been on the road south towards Kravex City, a massive city-state to the south of Sundar, with beautiful glass towers, a rich culinary culture, and the fourth biggest underground non-university-based non-fiction library in any large-scale city in Grevlon. They're very proud of that fact. It is now the third day of your travels, with two more days ahead, as we find our crew waking up early in the morning. And so, with some questions. Ash... What are you looking forward to in Kravex City? I think I'm looking forward to most um, visiting the um, famous uh, waterfalls of Kravex City. Yeah, absolutely. There are a series of folk-made waterfalls uh, coming up from a natural spring. What's so funny? It's like 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you, we're, we're rolling with it, y'all. It's a fantasy city. Anything What's could happen. What's wrong with waterfalls? No, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful, and I love your mind. City <laughs> municipality <laughs> pumps water up from an underground spring uh, to create these artificially constructed waterfalls, which are stunning, and the light glints off of them and the glass towers alike, um, creating a lovely rainbow that uh, is ever present over the city. If there can be radio stations in trees, there can be. You know what? You're so right. And you know what? You're I, so I, right for I that, think you, you just helped establish something that I think makes this city very cool, which is the man-made waterfall with a rainbow yeah. over the city. Why yeah. not? Paderak, why did you wake up before dawn today? Here's the thing is I have some issues sleeping when there's running water nearby because <laughs> running water... <laughs> Dahlia just created the worst scenario for Batarang. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. I hate uh, white uh, noise. Fun. I hate calming <laughs> sounds. You guys are th- uh, two days away from Kravak City. Oh. <laughs> okay. I can okay. still feel it. Let me you go can back. still Let hear it. Okay. Have you seen his ears? <laughs> so here's the thing is I have some trouble sleeping when we're near water, which is almost everywhere, because I sleep on my side and my ears are really big so I can hear the water flowing underground. If I'm sleeping on the ground on my side, I can hear the water and it makes me have to run a lot just i need to get up and go on a jog every time i hear running water new fad Wait, diet why? Run every time you hear water but why but why yeah but what's why? the reason here every time Paderak hears running water from while he's trying to sleep he has to go on yeah a so jog. what's the origin of that Paderak? What's, what's the origin of that impulse Paderak? you know when he was a child and the bubble city started turning back into bubbles he heard the bubbles and had to run and the bubbles sounded like running water oh my god it's a trauma response <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. Why did I establish waterfalls? <laughs> what have I done? I'm so sorry. Oh <laughs> that got so out of hand. Off the rails immediately. <laughs> Lenrel, as you wake up, anticipating your sister's new broadcast this evening, excited Okay, so here's to... the first thing. Lysvira does canonically say good morning, Grevlon, uh, at the beginning of every episode. <laughs> The time zone is always different. All right, so are we establishing time zones in Grevlon right now in this moment? Could it be late morning that Lysphira airs at, theoretically? Yeah, it could totally cool. be late so, morning. If we're waking up at dawn because Paderek has to run. So, Lenroll, <laughs> as you wake up just after dawn, as you anticipate your sister's new broadcast later this morning, how do you feel when you realize that you can't find your speaking plant? I think my first thought is that because uh, sometimes Paderak mixes up our our speaking plants. Mm-hmm. So my first thought is, oh, maybe Paderak took it with him on his usual pre-morning jog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a very specific circumstance when he's sleeping on the ground and his ears against it. That's the only time. So I don't think it's I don't I don't think it's an immediate worry. Uh, I think that Ever since that one time that he woke up and all of his stuff was missing, he does do automatically take stock of all of his belongings. But I think when he notices it being gone, his first thought isn't that I, you know, that it's been stolen, especially with he knows that his friends wouldn't steal his speaking plan. So if anything, he thinks that Paderak just accidentally took it. So I think he just continues on with his, you know, morning routine, um, you know, washes his face, uh, moisturizes. Skin <laughs> care. Skincare it's canon. <laughs> His seven-step skincare <laughs> <laughs> As you get ready for the morning, get ready for uh, the day's travels. Uh, you pack up the tent. You all gather together. Hey, Pad, you have my you have my speaking plant. No, I didn't take a speaking plant with me this morning. I it had to go real bad. <laughs> I just had to get up and run. Couldn't stop. <laughs> Hey, but I'd love to talk sometime about <laughs> this whole thing. Yeah, we should we should find some time. I agree. Yeah. Maybe not right now. Not right now. Right now I need to figure out where my speaking plant is. He starts going through like his bags and stuff. Do you want to borrow mine? Well, I don't need it until later because it's just like my sister's show is later, so I wanted I figured we'd listen to it then. But... Oh yeah, fair. Let me look for mine just so we have it. Uh Patrick, as you look for your speaking plant, you cannot find it either. Hey, Len. 
Hmm? Bad news. Good news, bad news. Okay, hit me. I don't have your speaking plan. Good news. Also bad news. Is is that the good news? Is that <laughs> no, good news? No, so it's also good news because I didn't lose it. It's bad news gotcha. because no one has it. No one knows where it is. Right. Also bad news. I don't have my speaking plan. Hey, Pat. Uh, have you... Lemro lowers his voice and he says, have you noticed that ever since Ash started picking up that chewing gum habit that she's talked a lot less? <laughs> I have. And, like, she sleeps for a lot longer, too. She hasn't said more than three words to me this whole morning while we've been packing up. <laughs> then, <laughs> she blows a bubble bigger than herself. She's she's also blowing a lot of... I'm worried she's going to get stuck in one later. Yeah. Um, hey, Ash, do you have... Do you know where our speaking plants are? Lenrol puts out his hand like a teacher who catches a kid chewing gum in class. (laughs) Huh? What? Have you seen our? He like shakes the gum off his hand. Have you seen our speaking plans? I I saw them in the last place that they were. And where was that? You took a call on your speaking plant yesterday morning. I took a call on my speaking plant yesterday morning. Right, so your speaking plant isn't missing. Our speaking plants are missing. Well, yeah, mine is... Ash's speaking plant is also missing. Hmm. Ash, is your speaking plant also missing? Hey, Paderak, good news. You didn't lose... (laughs) (laughs) You didn't lose Ash's speaking plant. But it is also missing. (laughs) So I'm understanding now. (laughs) Oh, no, Thomas. Thomas took a sip at the Thomas wrong time. Thomas took a sip right before Katie said, hey, back good news. Listen, as a comedian, that's the peak. No, so you now I understand why you said that's probably not good news, because that means we don't have a speaking plan right We now. don't have any speaking plans. Oh, no. <laughs> hmm. Okay, Ash, I need you to focus. Close your eyes. Mm. Picture our speaking plans. I do know what they look like. Yeah. Now, like, you know, zoom out a little. Where are they? Uh, In the last place that they were. But what does that place look like? It has our speaking plants. (laughs) Definitely. Okay, this is getting nowhere. (laughs) Um, Where, where, okay, so you remember taking a call yesterday. Most definitely. And that was when, I remember that, that was back when we were, uh, we stopped in that clearing uh, with all the flowers and Paderak started putting together the bouquet and then started sneezing and then all the flowers went flying everywhere. (laughs) And then you were like, Paderak, stop sneezing. I'm taking a call. It's bad for... Does anyone else remember this? Yes. (laughs) Vaguely, vaguely. When I sneeze, some of my memory goes away. I wasn't chewing gum yet. (laughs) I'm sorry, Paderak, say that (laughs) I'm, gonna, I'm I'm establishing too many insane too things. Too much Paderak lore that. in one episode. Just cut that. Sorry. I don't even know what he said. He said when he sneezes, he loses memory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. There's years that Paderak doesn't remember because of allergies. <laughs> <laughs> one time Paderak did a, like a pillow fight like a feather pillow fight that got a little too aggressive and like does not remember any just completely blacked Paderak out Paderak actually doesn't know he has allergies because every time they act up he can't remember <laughs> Paderak goes to the doctor and it's like any allergies and it's like um no I don't, no, I don't think I've ever sneezed no but I, I do remember what you're talking about well I remember okay. vaguely being in a flower field don't remember much after that Right, because of the sneezing. Because I think because well, of the sneezing. I've never sneezed before. <laughs> Lenoral and Ash exchange a look. <laughs> right. My glasses are fogging up from the crying laughter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everyone everyone be quiet so Thomas can take a sip of his drink. Wait, but I want to say something funny. No, you can't let him drink. He's gonna get dehydrated. Can't let them choke. Okay. So we all we had them all then and that was in the morning like vaguely yeah. in the morning well you remember after the field like somehow the terrain it doesn't make sense geographically or like naturally 
but like somehow the terrain changed. I logged it on my map because it was insane. The terrain changed and it just became this like tiny rock overpass. I mean, obviously, Ash had no issue. She can fly, but like I think I remember Lenroll and I had to like sort of tightrope balance our way across it. And we flash back to that moment. <laughs> Whoa. As as might be obvious, you know, not having your speaking plants, uh, Len, you're not going to be able to listen to the new broadcast. Secondary problem is that the path you took is the shortest path to Kravak City, but there's not many towns along the route, so there's no place you could pick up another speaking plant, which means that there might be only one answer which is to backtrack your way through yesterday's travels. All right, gang, I think there's only one answer. <laughs> I think we're going to have to retrace our steps. Oh. oh, okay. Well, let me pull out my maps. Let's see if I can. we can find our way back the way we came. Yeah, absolutely. Pat, you should lead the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pat pulls You know how much his... you love taking the lead. Love <laughs> yep. Fearless leader, Paderak is sweating. Um, <laughs> Does the running water set him off? He starts jogging. Yeah, he's not sweating that hard yet. As you all set off retracing your steps from the previous day, looking back, what was the last thing you all encountered before you went to sleep that night? You know those people at carnivals who will, like, guess your weight? <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So, so, sorry, the obstacle is a professional weight guesser. Yeah, the the obstacle is a carnival barker who wanted to guess our weights. We briefly flash back to uh, yesterday, right in the early evening, as you all crested down into a valley, you came upon Crintop's Carnival of Curiosities. As you all uh, skirted around the carnival as to not get sucked into the curiosities, uh, right at the edge, you all uh, came a- upon... Just a solitary carnival barker, um, a uh, big troll-like figure, uh, just like big body head, kind of like two-thirds up the torso, kind of sticking out. This this troll goes, um, step right up, step right up, come and guess, get your guest weight, get your weight, get, get your weight guest by Grunik. I think we all jump because I think, like you said, we're like trying to like go around the outside yeah. of it to avoid everyone. And then just kind of like behind a tent in the trees yes. is this carnival barker just standing there wanting to guess our weights. Step right up. Step right up. Let me guess your weight. I'm very good at it. Ah. Oh, oh no. Half a ring coin for each guess. Wait, so do you give us the money or do we give you the money? <laughs> uh, you give me the money. Like, Do you pay us to guess? Oh. Well, it should be the other way around. Step right up. Step right up. You, you look like you weigh a certain amount of of weight. I bet that I could guess how much weight you weigh. He is right. I do weigh a certain amount of weight. Can I Can I ask you, what is the appeal of this, this trick? <laughs> if, if I don't guess correctly, you get a beautiful little bun iced with a lovely sweet icing. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take those out. Wait, but how so do we know if you're wrong? Because I have a scale right here. Oh, okay. Oh, convenient. <laughs> yes. So we're effectively paying half a Ren coin for an iced bun. Well, yeah. Do we get our money back if you're wrong? No, no. If if I'm wrong, you get the bun. If I'm right, so can I just pay for the bun? <laughs> no, not how this works. Are they made in house or in tent? Are they in tent made? N- no. Where'd you get them from? Uh, we have a baker in the carnival itself. I don't make the buns myself, but... Oh, so let's just go visit yeah, the, let's baker. Just go visit no, the, the baker. No, the baker does. Yeah. They only make it for me. The baker only for me. <laughs> The troll is spreading out his arms so we no. can't... No. The baker died. We should get something. I think he was saying the baker doesn't, but it, he cut it off at the dust, so it sounds <laughs> like the baker died. <laughs> the di- baker died. Yeah. My no. goodness. Let me guess your weight, half a ring coin see, there's each. like a group of people near who are walking nearby. They go, oh my God, the baker died? The baker died. The baker, died. The baker didn't he died. die. Oh, he was so young. You you hear this 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 rumor begin to spread through the carnival. Uh, people starting to like yell and riot, and suddenly you see a fire begin to burn in the middle of the carnival. As the carnival goers, having heard this rumor spread by you three accidentally, are full on rioting and starting to just torch the carnival. What have you done? The baker's fine. 
You're right. He was. He lived in our hearts. He lives in our no. memories. <laughs> they never Through go away. Lenroll hands him uh, three rincoins or two, uh, one, one and a half rincoins, <laughs> and takes some uh, bun, sticky buns from him. So how much do I weigh? <laughs> you you see this guy full on breakdown and just like starts running into the carnival and goes, Felix. Felix, where are you? Where are you, Felix? Uh, running after uh, the person who seems to be the baker. You guys want some buns? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll take a sticky bun. As the carnival begins to to burn down behind you, you all continue descending. <laughs> we all start eating our... Ash, you gotta spit out the gum before you <laughs> eat the bun. That's just gross. And now we return to the present moment where um, you all are staring at the burned remnants of many carnival tents. Everybody made it out fine. But you you see oh um, it's it's been largely abandoned, so you have to kind of pick your way now. Uh, you can take the slightly shorter route through this carnival, but you you see some like debris moving over to one corner. Hello. Hello. Felix, you see uh, emerging from uh, 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 underneath some of this like burned rubble. Um, you see Grunick from last night, like kind of pushes himself up. <laughs> oh, oh, you three! Hello, we're here to get our weight guest. <laughs> I <laughs> no, Ash, that's not why we're here. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. You slept here. I fell asleep once the fires were put out last night. You three are responsible for the destruction of the thing I cared about most in the world. What do you have to say for yourselves? Have, have you, you seen, seen any, any speaking plants? <laughs> <laughs> speaking plants? No. All of the speaking plants went with the people when they fled. Are you looking for speaking plants? We seem to have lost ours. Good. It's what you deserve. That's not very nice. Oh, wow, really aggressive energy coming from you this morning. <laughs> what did we ever do to you? You led to the burning down of, of Krintov's Carnival of Curiosities. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of blaming going on for something I feel like wasn't our fault. <laughs> Listen, turn back around. I must I must be like other troll kid and prevent your passage from going further. Turn back. But you're just playing into stereotypes. Yeah, you shouldn't have to feel confined to that. I don't think it's a stereotype. My mother was a a bridge troll. My father was an overpass troll. But is it what you want to be doing? Right now, yes. I don't want you to get what you want right now. I'm very so upset So you could with say you. in a way, in a way, we kind of helped you find your calling. Find your passion in life. We reignited that passion in you. Similar to too how soon. Lenroll, the too carnival. Soon. Okay, Lenroll, sorry. Lenroll, wow. Listen. You three should turn around because you're not getting through here. Not at all. Right. So we need to actually go through there. We need to find our speaking plants. Uh, my sister has a radio show and it's later this morning and we got to listen. Uh, so we're just going to, Lenroll tries to like step around, just like casually sidle around him. He just puts an arm to the side like blocking you. Lenroll tries to limbo under the arm. The arm goes down to block you. <laughs> he gets more and more. <laughs> you seem like you seem like a man of wisdom yes. and intrigue. Yes. How about we make you a deal? Oh? Lenroll is sliding along the ground trying to get under this arm. If you can guess the weight of all three of us correctly, we will leave and let you be uh, and respect your this choice. But if you guess incorrectly, we can make our way through. You know what? We're going to do a roll. Uh, for those of you tuning in for the first time, we're playing a game that we're calling Adventures in Grevlon, which is powered by Cortex Prime. The way rolls in our game work is that I'll set a difficulty for the character by creating a pool of multiple dice based on the difficulty of the challenge. Then our players will assemble the dice pool of their own and attempt to beat the challenge as effectively as possible. Uh, this is going to be actually a pretty standard difficulty. We're going to call it 2d6s. But I'm going to add the added difficulty of, of a D8 
with you three being the destroyers of this carnival, accidentally, of course. But we need to add that to our titles. You know, like Ashley Mary Ingle Possum, Talent Fairy, Destroyer of Carnivals. Keeping in line with the history of my rolls, I hitched on one of my dice. Ooh. But that is a difficulty of five. Um, so I'm going to um, use my distinction. I am a connection seeker, but I'm going to hinder myself because um, this character doesn't seem to very much enjoy our company, weirdly enough. I'm also going to use my D8 for charm. And my D8 for influence. Great. Yep. Okay. That works. Great. Um, and I don't think that any of my specialties really work for this. So. I maxed. <gasps> <gasps> yeah! yeah! Oh my god. So I got the 4 on the D4 and the 8 on the D8. So go go ahead and re-roll the D4 and add that to the total. Okay. Even if it's a 1, it doesn't matter, right? Correct. This is just okay, a- okay. adding to the total. Another four. Oh my god. Yes. So a 16 with a D8 effect die. Oh. And the difficulty was, what was the difficulty again? Uh, five. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, a heroic success is something that is, that is like, 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 like five over or more. Try 11. This is 11 <laughs> over. What happens, Talia? This, this troll falls in love with you. <laughs> <laughs> I think this troll realizes that there is a way to combine his love for guessing weight and his family's heritage of being a guardian of a place. And he can combine those two where he can guard people entering a place and only allow them to cross by guessing their weight. And he's able to mix those two passions in life. (laughs) And he's so thankful to Ash for helping him realize you offer this deal, but I realize I don't. I don't need. To. A tear rolls down his cheek. Just one big globby tear rolls down his his face. He like like kneels so that he's he's like face to face with you, Ash, and goes, "You are very wise, fairy, very you are, wise. You are very very wise." <laughs> And I suppose that when things look bleak, letting yourself find new ways to do the things you love is important. And I'm going to move forward with that. You three can pass. I'm so proud of you. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you so much. And best of luck. Lenroll did not follow how we got here so quickly, how things changed so quickly. He's still on the ground trying to limbo under this troll's arm. And then when the troll leaned down. You you fully got flattened to the ground. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, this, Great job, Ash. This troll is just like sobbing like. <laughs> so, it's a new start. It's a new lease in life. That was the most exciting role I've ever done. As you three make your way uh, past this troll. We're giving him like sympathetic like pats on the shoulder as we walk by. Oh my god. My heart's still pounding. As you three (laughs) move on, we will flash back once more to yesterday. Before you even approached Krintop's Carnival of Curiosities, you entered a small forested area in which your path was blocked off by a herd of Blalins, which are this quite tall creature. They're about five feet tall from from hoof to back with this like long, like antelope-like face, big ram-style horns that kind of curl three or four different times. This like uh, kind of patchy woolly uh, coat as they just graze through the forest. But there are so many of them here. As you uh, approach them, one of them looks up at you, like kind of blinks, very like triangle pupils, and goes, meh. Sorry, can we get that clean? It goes, meh. Meh. (laughs) So good. There's like a a chorus of them going, meh. But 
<laughs> this this chorus, as soon as it started, be, becomes very very loud, and there's really no way through. As you like turn back to hopefully go around the forest, the herd has actually kind of encircled you now. As oh. you're within this circle of Blalins, literally hurting, literally us. hurting you. Okay, so we're in the flashback right now, yes. right? Do any of you guys know how to do like a a a Winglelobber uh, impression? A wing a Winglelobber, the the famous predator of the of the Blalins. Yeah, that one, that one. Um, yeah. Wait, let me <clears throat> let me see. I used to have a really good impression. I haven't done it in a while. Let me see if I can. <clears throat> Asha's gonna come and massage your shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, thank you. Okay, sorry, I'm a little nervous. <clears throat> can you do that again so I can get it and and I can do it as well? We can kind of try to get yeah. these. Well, why don't you, because these... I don't think that was quite it. Why don't you give me what you think it, it sounds like? Okay, Um. well, I if I remember correctly, it's kind of like... That was better. There's a little more of like yeah. a scoop to it. You know what I mean? a, There is a little more of a scoop to it. It's yeah. funny because you see like, you know, when people tell stories about them, they, they usually do a specific sound, but that's not actually what they sound like. No, no. Um, Ash, why don't you, why don't you hit us with, with, with what you think? Have you ever, have you ever encountered a wing, a wingle? <laughs> a wingle wingle-lobber. A wingle-lobber. <laughs> Um, with the combined effect of the storybook Winglelobber sound, the real Winglelobber sound, and the bubble pop, there's a course of as these creatures just full on like take off and start like running around. I like grab Ash and like hold her high above because they're like stampeding us. I like yeah. hold her out of out um, of the way. You three are left alone, and a like clearish path eventually makes its its way obvious through the forest. Though you're having to like kind of duck and dodge a little bit as you move. I guess we'll never know which sound was was the right one. Team yeah. effort, but this time I'll give it to Pat. Yeah, oh. I agree. Yeah, I think yours was the best. Thanks. As we. <sighs> Return back to the present day. As you approach this kind of forested area, a bunch of the trees have been knocked over. Manuel tries to remember if we had something to do with that. <laughs> As you see these big holes that have formed in the the ground and you feel like a rumbling of the ground under your feet as you you see bursting out of the ground this large like it it, it it has like the proportions of a wolf but is like reptilian with these big jaws with sharp teeth as it fully burrows out of the ground leaps up starts like prowling around like sniffing uh makes the sound same can i hear the sound one more time just so i can do it it was a scoop up. Uh, no. no, I think the first one was good, actually. It actually might be even funnier if the real one is nothing like either oh, yeah. of yeah. those two. Yeah. <laughs> you, you hear... That's it. That's, That's what, what it sounds like. That's what it is. That lower. Yeah. As this swingalobber is just like sniffing the ground, burrows deep uh, underneath the, the ground again, bursts back up. Uh, you hear off in the distance. This Wingalobber seems to be looking for a fellow Wingalobber that was in this area. Our impression was too good. Uh, do we know our wing our our dangerous to uh, us? Very. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, all right, what have we all heard? What do we know about, uh, uh, I, I keep looking over at the name because for some reason it is not sticking in my Wingle head. Wingalobber? What, okay, what do we know about Wingalobbers? What, 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 what do you do? What do you do? Lenmil's saying so, this like very quietly to the other two. So what do you do when you see one? There are three things you can do when you approach a Wingalobber. Okay, hit me. Mm-hmm. You can. Uh, th- one thing you shouldn't do. Never make the sound of a Blalin and never make the sound of another Wingalobber because they will approach you so we shouldn't do either of those okay so so what what do you what do you do don't you get really close to the ground oh are we supposed to okay i think i've I've heard that (laughs) they all slowly sink to the ground yeah i think i think wingalobbers can't turn their they can't see below their uh their chest so we can just crawl past them okay silently everybody let's do it and they start they start crawling Mm-hmm. You you start crawling forward. 
and suddenly there's a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick has to go on a run. <laughs> uh, yeah, you three begin to crawl forward. Yeah, Ashton Solidarity cr- doesn't just fly. She she cr- she gets on the ground. Gets uh, on the ground. And, I think like, she yeah. crawls for like two seconds. You immediately get left behind. I think Lenroll <laughs> picks you up and puts you on Patarak's head. I'm actually crawling yeah. on Patarak's back. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, Lenroll puts you on Patarak's back and you just start crawling Patarak's on Patarak's like, back. Patarak's like, Ash, Ash, just stay in one place. It tickles when you move. <laughs> Okay. So we're going to do another roll here. All three of you are going to roll against the difficulty here, um, which okay. is going to be made up of, uh, this is going to be fun. It's going to be two D4s for the difficulty here because you got close to the ground. You're crawling, uh, which is a great strategy, except they are really good at sensing tremors on the ground. So that's going to be an extra mm. D12 to the difficulty. So I'm just going to roll this. Oh my God. That is two hitches. Whoa. And a 12. I had a feeling in my bones you were going to roll a 12. I don't know where it came Sam from. Samkit, you manifested. Like, Why did you do that? I didn't mean to. So I'm going to use my distinction world wired, uh, which is a D8. I'm going to use my agility attribute, which is also a D8. Uh, I'll use my sneak skill, which is a D6. And that is it from me. Um, I'm going to use my distinction, uh, follow my inner compass, which is a D8, my attribute agility, um, which is a D6, and my skill sneak, which is a D6. Really got to roll well here. I'm going to use my distinction. I always see the silver lining, with uh, which is a D8, with a D8 of agility, and I think I'll try to do a D six of focus as I'm focusing on s- balancing on Patarak's back. Okay. I can no. change it. Oh. I just thought I shouldn't like Thomas move has that look. only because you canonically are on Patarak's back right now. So all of you go ahead and roll against the difficulty 12. Please. Oh no. I've seen a lot of upset faces. Katie, you go first since you went first in the Tell her you go first. Okay. I only got an eight with a D eight effect. Oh. Uh, I got an eleven, mm-hmm. which is kind of close. <laughs> if that, if you get anything from that, uh, with a D eight effect die. I rolled a hitch, so I got a nine with a D four effect die. So, Lysphira <laughs> uh, is gonna kill me. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> You all are sneaking by, uh, Paderak, uh, you, uh, scrape your, like, uh, stomach along some, like, jutting out stone, um, so I'm gonna give you, uh, the D6 complication, scraped stomach. Great. As you hear from under the ground, as bursting out of the ground, this, (gasps) this reptilian creature lands, and lands just far enough away that it can see the three of you and is going to begin to approach you and it starts to sniff you. And then it opens up its jaws and it eats you. (laughs) And then we wake up and it was a nightmare. (laughs) You all are in the large cavernous mouth of this creature. It's a massive creature as you feel it diving in under the ground and you are all eventually (laughs) spat out onto the ground. As you see, you are in this large underground cavern. Um, Skeletons of previous meals piled up against one wall. Are there any fairy-sized skeletons? No. (laughs) Thank it's God. mostly Blalins. Um, you do see a, a few like very confused like living Blalins just like kind of looking around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What are the chances our speaking plants yeah. are here? Lenro looks around for a speaking plant. No speaking plant. Not an herbivore. As you see the Wingleauber kind of snarls and uh, then begins to burrow back up above 
ground as you three are now kind of in this underground cavern. Lunroll like, you know, like shakes his they're like all covered in In this like gross yeah. reptilian saliva. Shake it off. Bit and yeah, just then it like shakes off a little bit. Uh wipes off the arms. Ugh. Oh, wipes off his face. Oh no, my skin hair regimen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ash is having a hard time flying because she's so weighed down. Hadarak oh. is gonna take her and be like, Ash, just just I'm gonna shake, shake you me. off, okay? <laughs> Can you blow with your trunk? Patarak blows <laughs> all over everybody, makes a loud noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you all are down here. Is there any like seeming exit? Um, there are uh very steep tunnels uh that kind of lead up above to the ground. Are blalas anything like mountain goats? Are blalans anything like mountain goats? Good question. Good good question. And you want to know what the answer is? Hmm. In ways that aren't helpful right now, yes. Man. They they love to lick salty rocks, but they cannot climb high enough to like get up high to lick salty rocks. How high how high did you sorry, did you say how high up is the Well so steep. The yeah, it's it it looks like there are some like kind of at head level for you, Lenroll, but they like go at like Trying to think of what angle that would be. A really, really steep angle. Like a solid 60. Yeah, like an 80 degree. 90, 80. 80. Yeah, it'd be like 80. It's like an 80 degree angle. Love that. Yeah. I took trigonometry. Pat, could, Pat, could we do a, uh, like a lasso? Is there anything to lasso that we can like pull ourselves? I mean, we could use one of the bones and like create like a pick and crawl up and then keep throwing it. Hey, tailkeeper. Yeah. Or, um, what are they called? I'm so sorry. Wimble? Wimbledon? Wingleoppers. <laughs> Wingleoppers. <laughs> Are Wingleoppers known for returning through the same tunnel that they just exited from? No, they're not. They actually tend... To, one of the things that is kind of dangerous about them being present in places is that if they create too many tunnels, the ground can kind of like sink in a little bit. Collapse, for sure. Um, This one seems to have not been in the area for long enough for that to be a real concern right now, but... Ash can fly. We keep forgetting that. So do you want to maybe try to see if you could? But pull... in solidarity, I'm not leaving you here. Well, okay. That's the only reason. But what if we ask you to? <laughs> oh goodness. So what if we do what Pat said and tie the lasso to like you know, or we don't even need to tie it to anything, but see if you can just pull up, fly up the lasso, see if you could hook it onto something, and then, and then you can, and then we can um, climb up. Oh, climb! Because I was like, I can't carry you, but like yeah. just climb up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It is a magical rope because you know hydras keep. Hydras are very big and can go anywhere, so it is a rope that can jump to other points, can get a little long, you know. Okay, I don't mind doing that as long as you guys are okay with me leaving you. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll miss you, but of course, I think it's for the best. Well, my presence is irreplaceable. Yeah, definitely. Gone but never forgotten. Just like the baker. What's the game plan? Okay, so I'm going to take one end of the lasso. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fly up the tunnel and see if I can find a sturdy tree, perchance. Sure. To tie my end of the lasso to. Do you fly up the one the Wingleover just left from? Yes, please. Okay. So you fly up that tunnel. The lasso is very long. And it's just long enough Mm. to wrap around the base of of a, a, not a tree up above the hole, but a uh, root system that kind of Mm -hmm. like intersects the hole here. So you tie that around the root. And then I'll fly back and say, okay, proceed with caution. Give it a tug. Hadarch will tug it really hard. Does it seem sturdy? Seems sturdy. All right. Okay, well, there's nothing else I can do. (laughs) Pad, you want to go first and I'll, I'll catch you if it fails? Sure. Okay. Patrick will start climbing up the. Lenroll stands rope. underneath with with his arms out, ready. And to I'm catch. gonna go back up and maybe try to keep some eyes out for the return of the Wingleopper. Okay. Return of the Wingleopper once again. Return it is a difficult climb, Patrick, um, mm. because you are essentially climbing. It's like climbing up the side of a building, but one with a very slight slant. So mm. it takes you like ten minutes. 
Lenroll's arms get tired from holding them out, and he kind of just stands there. Yeah. Lenroll, I think you can come up. If I fall, I can. I'll probably land on the, you know, side of the tunnel here. Okay. How about I go back down, and then I will keep my arms open in case Lenroll. Yeah, Ash, you spot me while yeah, I. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Lenroll will start climbing. I think when Ash or when Paderak is like halfway up, he'll start climbing cool. too. Um, I'm actually looking at all of your. Mame, if only we knew how much we each weighed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been great. It would have really been now. so convenient. Um, you uh, climb Lenoral. Lenoral takes you about five minutes because uh, you do have better brawn than Paderak. Hey, hey, hey what oh, are you yeah, saying we... about Paderak? Paderak has a D6 of brawn. Literally, climbing is one of my specialties. Climbing is one of Len's specialties. This is a I thing know, he's good at, but it's still really <laughs> difficult. This is not like climbing a tree. He is of the forest. Um, but eventually, you get out. Ash, you're keeping an eye out for the Wingalobber. You hear, which one is that? Which one is that? It's the Wingle wingle Lobber. Do you do anything (laughs) to try to distract it? Well, first, uh, I'm gonna like try to whisper yell to Paderak and Len. Keep going. Just when you get up to the top, stay as close to the ground as possible. I'll be right back. Okay. okay. I would like to go and in the in the same energy of throwing your voice mm-hmm. with the blowing noise, but Ash can't throw her voice. She's tried. She just wants to like zip around and try to make blowing noises in maybe an attempt to confuse and maybe throw in another wingalobber noise every once in a while oh, in God. the opposite direction of the tunnel, please. Okay. Um, this is going to be another roll, actually. I wasn't sure yep. if, if I was going to have this be a roll. However, this is not going to be a difficult thing. Yeah. I'm going to say that this is just going to be a 2d6 difficulty. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a difficulty of, oh no, that's a difficulty of 10. Okay. Thomas. Sorry. Thomas, why did you do so that? It's okay. No, Talia, it's not okay. <laughs> you can't do that to our friend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to use a d8, um for quick to speak, okay. I think makes sense. Um, I would also like to do a D8 for agility, and I would like to spend a plot point to add more dice to my roll and also add a D8 of charm. Okay, sure. And then um, this D8 of move, is that fine as well? That's fine, yeah. That's that's you trying to move fast enough to not be spotted yeah. while you're doing the distraction. I think that totally works. Whoa, Okay. That's fantastic. So I got a 14 with a D8 effect die. Whoa. Okay. I rolled three sevens on three of the eights. That's amazing. So as you are are making these noises, uh, Talia, can you give me your version of Nia and... uh, uh, Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know why I'm hesitating. <laughs> <laughs> the Blalin first. Nye, nye, nye. Yeah, yeah, great. Amazing, great. amazing. And then also interspersed with can't hurt. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Another, com- another, just throw some confusion in there. Another b- bubble pop. <laughs> um, and then uh, 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 uh. is that what it was? I think so. I think that's what it was. Oh, it's so good. As you do this, um, you see the the wingalobber bursts up from from the ground. It's like prowling around, like, rup, rup, but cannot find you as you and your friends slip out of that tunnel and out of this area. As we get to one final challenge, this rocky overpass in the middle <laughs> of <laughs> finally we've made it to the rocky overpass this this rocky overpass as um in my head overpass is like under a highway is that what this is um so there is a main road uh that okay, is in okay. like a bit of a gorge down below that this rocky overpass goes over as we go 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 past so yesterday this was after the flower field the first thing you encountered as you saw this very thin rocky overpass kind of rocks jutting out of various places over this little path i think lenroll turns his staff to the side like a tightrope walker uses like the stick for balance Ooh. and uh that's how he's gonna approach this 
challenge. Ash takes her pencil and does the same thing, but then flies. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Perfect balance. Leaving Paderak on the other side to cross. I, I'm so wrong for making this a thing <laughs> when I'm an elephant. I'm an elephant. Anyway, I think Paderak is gonna like willingly make his ears go out to give himself balance uh-huh. like to effectively creating a stick on his head um and just like <laughs> do you know what ears look like yeah no I'm but to like that. elephant just you know like how roll. elephant ears are like this big sure yeah so like sure creating uh air resistance as you move across <laughs> yeah and using his trunk to kind of like part the seas of the air if you will just Um, uh, shimmy sideways (laughs) uh so as uh there's like a physicist who's listening to this right now who's like shaking their fists at their phone (laughs) none of this adds up as patarat crosses this gorge there's like a gust of wind that both uh lenroll and ash experience coming up from the gorge below you know how, how like air sometimes like really buffets through uh, essentially yeah, we've a all tunnel. crossed gorges before yeah. right mm, jimmy yeah. buffets through really yeah. really strong wind <laughs> so Patarak, your ears are, are like going against a really strong wind and so you're having to like lean forward as you walk and as you walk you feel like you go down with a foot pretty hard because you're having to counteract this wind trying to blow you back as you feel, or you you hear a as you hear a little pebble fall in, into the gorge below. Don't worry about it, Pat. We can get you another pebble. <laughs> I think Patrick is going to say to Lenroll uh, and Ash and be like, get across and then I'm going to run because I have a feeling this is going to fall apart. Len is already across. Okay, yeah. Patrick zips. <gasps> Patrick guns you it. Runs zip, as fast woo, woo, as can. Running as you, you hear more as the overpass begins to crumble a little bit behind you. And by the time you get a- across, there's a whole gap missing oh in my the God. middle. Paderak really said, run, you fools. Lenroll <laughs> <laughs> turns around and like looks back at the, the, the empty space now and goes, Whew, well, good thing we don't have to come back this way. As we <laughs> return to the present time, as you arrive back, at the gorge with a no longer functioning overpass. Huh. Huh. Um, do you guys see the speaking plants anywhere on this side of the gorge? <laughs> Maybe, hopefully. No. Um, I would like to go out over the gorge and look down. Yeah, you look down. Um, there's rubble down where like the, the bridge collapsed. There's like a, a thin kind of snaking path that's now like blocked off by this rubble. Um, as well as... Is there an elevator by any chance? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, Thomas, is there an elevator? <laughs> no, there's not. What, what there are are a lot of... Can I spend of... a plot point to create an elevator? <laughs> a temporary asset elevator? I need you to know you could do that right now. You could <gasps> legitimately spend a plot point to create a temporary asset that would interact with the terrain right now. Do it. What else are you going to do? As, as Ash looks down, what does Ash see if you want to do this? You know what we see... And I'm going to spend my plot point to show what we see. At the bottom of the gorge is a springy sprong. Now, let me explain to you what a springy sprong is. Please. A springy sprong is, uh, it's a plant, essentially. Mushroom-esque, moss-esque. It doesn't really fall into like a specific category. Uh, It is like a large patch of greenery that does essentially act as a very powerful trampoline. Um, there mm. are people like cultivate like huge fields of springy sprongs for like kids and families to come and like play in. And and there's also, you know, like athletics competitions with springy sprongs and people do tricks and things like that. But um, yeah, there's a, a huge patch of wild springy sprong um, at the bottom of this gorge. Uh, and and uh, with Lenrell's knowledge of this plant, uh, it does seem like if we're able to jump correctly and, you know, give enough bend our knees, uh, it could efficiently, effectively get us up over to the other side. Because the other thing about Springy Sprung is it, regardless of how much, like, area it has under it, it will bounce back with the exact amount of kinetic energy that you fall into it with, giving you the exact amount of height 
when you bend your knees appropriately. The physicist who's listening to this podcast just started applauding. We, yeah. we got him back <laughs> with, the, with the phrase kinetic energy. <laughs> I have bad news. Uh, I have never jumped before. Well, here's the thing, Ash. Um, you have wings. Oh, right. <laughs> You're right. <sighs> That's why I've never jumped before. Yeah. Lenro goes, hey, Ash, don't, not too quickly, but slowly look over your shoulder. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. But also, Ash, if you want to experience jumping, I can hold on to you while I jump if you want to just like come along for the ride. Oh my God. You know what? Life is all about new experiences. Love that attitude. Strap right. me in. <laughs> so now I will say it gives you the same kinetic energy, perhaps, but not necessarily the precise right angle. That is sure. going to be something left oh, a little yeah. bit up to chance. I also love the idea of Ash, like potentially Ash jumping, but then being so light that just like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we don't know how much Ash weighs. But so. we this is going to be another contested. Uh, roll where I'm gonna let this asset ride for both Pataraka and Lenroll. So we're gonna call this a D6 asset. And so I'm going to create a difficulty. Now, the angle is gonna be tough. And this side of, of the gorge is slightly lower than the other side. So this is gonna be kind of difficult. So we're gonna call this a let's go for 1D8 and 1d10 difficulty for kind of the angle of the jump and the height of the jump. Okay. Being the 10 and the 8, respectively. Hitch. That is a 9 difficulty. Okay. Doable. Doable. Not too bad, not too bad. Thomas, since I don't have a plot point, could I make do a roll to try to help Len since he's holding me, or should I just stay out of this roll? Uh, just stay out of this roll. Great. Why does it say on our sheet D8 or D4 plus PP? Uh, when you hinder, you get a plot point. Oh, wait, so I hindered oh, yeah. Connection Seeker. Do I so, get a plot point? Yeah. Oh, so you can help? Can I help? Yeah. Um, altered rule to make our gameplay a little bit smoother. Uh, we are changing the way that player characters can help one another out. There's already a system in place to share one of your assets with another uh, character by spending a plot point. So now a player character can share one of their traits with a friend. For example, if Ash wants to help out on this upcoming role, she could volunteer some of her agility to Lenroll. But by, by spending the plot point to offer that uh, bonus to the dice pool, the die size will be stepped down by one, which means that you cannot help someone with a trait that you have a d4 because nothing gets smaller than a d4, but a d6 becomes a d4, d8 becomes a d6, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, I would like to spend a plot point to add a um, an additional d6 of move to um, Len's roll. Because right. you have a d8 to move. I have a d8 to move. So we're stepping it down one. Okay, great. Awesome. Yes. Do I roll or do Thank you, you Ash. roll? Thank uh, Len will include that in his dice pool. Oh, I understood. Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. So uh, I think I'm going to use my distinction leap before I look, but I am going to hinder it. Because uh, Lenroll is literally leaping into this gorge, but he is going to take a moment to kind of, you know, figure out the angle and everything. So Good move. Uh, that's going to be a D4. Uh, I'm going to use my D8 agility. Um, I guess this is you could do throw like, as you're throwing yourself. I'm, I'm throwing myself into the gorge. I <laughs> Come on, love Come on. These are ambiguous so that we can make fun decisions right thomas i really would say that this is move but <laughs> no i actually have so many dice right now i mean i don't want to jinx myself i still might not be successful but i'll do i'll do move uh and d then additional d6 of my d6 move. move and then additional d6 from so i'm rolling three d6 a d8 and a d4 Great. Wow. one of the d6 is from the springy sprong yes. asset and Patrick, what are you rolling? I'm going to do callous right hand because I'm following Len roll. Perfect. For the first time, I'm not That's hindering great. my callous yeah. right hand with Len roll. I love that. Woo a D6 agility, a D8 with no, so because I'm gauging the angle that we're jumping at, and a D6 from the temporary asset of the springy sprongs. Amazing. So yeah, go ahead and roll against a difficulty of nine. Ooh, oof. Oh, I thought I maxed. Okay. 
Okay, so that's going to be a, a 10 with a D6 effect die. Beautiful. Um, and that's going to be a 14 with a D6 effect die. I'm not going to spend Woo. any thought points. Wow. Okay. As you all bling off actually, actually the cataract, sound is... you got a heroic success. Oh, okay. Sam, can't you get to decide what <laughs> this springy song sounds like? Patarak, as you all leap off from this edge of the chasm and fall to the, the springy sprong, what happens? You We jump. The thing goes... <laughs> <laughs> and it sends us flying and i think paderak does a thing where he realizes lenor he's gonna make it but lenor's not so he's gonna take his trunk and like grab lenor's hand and throw him up um to make sure he fully lands and then paderak's gonna like land and roll the whole time ash is strapped into lenor's <laughs> <laughs> and, and they both land and on the other side. That was so cool. Can we do it again? Can we go back? Can we do it again? Can we do it again? Uh, I think that's enough springy sprung for me for one day. Lenroll yeah. like <laughs> Lenroll bends over, hands on his <laughs> knees. <laughs> Looking up at the sky, Lenroll, it is you can't tell the exact time right now, but it's close to the time of the broadcast. Uh, I'm, I'm quickly looking around to see if we can see our speaking plants. You uh, start running, uh, continuing back along your path until you approach this field of flowers. As you see, kind of almost blended into one section of the flowers, you see three little potted speaking plants. I found them! I found them! Oh, great! Uh, Lenroll, as you rush to go activate the, the speaking plant to tune into the radio station, we're going to do one final roll, which is going to be modified by the successes and failures thus far. Okay. We had two super successes. So. You had two super successes, and you had one failure. This roll will determine whether Lenroll catches the broadcast of Dearless Fira on time. Whether he's a good brother or not. Oh my god. <laughs> the thing is, actually, you know what I think the reality is? I said all that earlier. I feel like Lysphira, she'd like for people to listen to her show. If he misses one, she does not. But he is very much like, I have to listen to every show and I have to let her know that I'm listening and that I'm supportive. Yeah. <laughs> like, thinks that she really cares about it. And in reality, Lysphira is like, yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> so, uh, Lenroll, you rush towards where the speaking plants sit on, on the ground, go to activate yours, which is already tuned in to the Towering Forest radio station. This is going to be 2d8s plus a d12 for <gasps> just the cascade of failures that you all experienced. Cascade? Um, be, if... If like one of you had failed, the two of you had succeeded, then that would have that would have maybe been an extra d6. But this is going to be a d12 because all three of you it's failed. Really just the wingle. It was just one. It was yeah, one I know. However, you're going to get two temporary assets to include in this role from Ash's. Let's call it super uh, wisdom. <laughs> trolls wisdom. You're going to get a, a bonus d12 yourself in trolluition. <laughs> And from Paderak's trunk help, uh, you're going to get a D10. That is, doesn't roll off the tongue as much yeah. as, as introuition. Introuition. <laughs> the difficulty is, first of all, I hitched. Let's go. But that is a 14 difficulty. Okay. Okay. Wait, so who am I rolling? Yes, you are rolling. Okay, so I'm going to do a D8 world wired. I feel like I've been doing agility this whole time, uh, but I'll, I'll stick with. You know, I mean, does it make sense to use something like heart because you like you love your sister so much? I mean, yeah, story wise, that's cute. Let's say it's a D. I mean, it's still a D8. Oh. But yeah, let's say a D8 heart because I love my sister so much. <laughs> <laughs> so like my instinct is to say a D4 for notice to like find the speaking plant. I think that's really fair. Uh, I mean, I you hate... have a D10 and a D12 temporary asset. Yeah, that's true. All right, so then I'm going to go with a D4 notice because we're telling a beautiful story, um, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. And yeah, and I think that's all I'm going to do. So uh, in total, I'm rolling a D12 and a D10, thanks to my friends, uh, two D8s and a D4. Okay. I maxed. 
Yo! <gasps> this is your third max. Two D8s. It's insane. Uh, re-roll one of them and add it to the to the total. Four. So that's going to be 16, 20. That's going to be 20 with a D12 effect die. Oh my goodness. For a moment, as you place your hand against the, the speaking plant, you're, you're worried. You hear just a little sound of uh, rustling leaves. And then you hear... My name is Asira Lindenbar, and if this is your first time tuning in on this show, I give advice to any folks and creatures who may need it. And that is where we're going to end our story. Woo! Yay! Woo! That was surreal to hear that live. Yeah, that was really cool. <laughs> Not going to lie to you guys, that was insane to hear that live. Thank you for listening to Tales from Revlon. Ash is played by Talia Shotsky. Len Rawls played by Katie Siegel. Paderak is played by Sam Kitziel. With Thomas Wands as our tailkeeper. And I'm Nicole. Hi! If you enjoy the show and want to help it grow, please take a minute and leave a kind review on the Apple Podcast app. If you do, Sam Kit will fight a wee wee blob. I can't say that word. But he'll fight it for you. For more Tales from Greblon, check out at Dearosphera on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also join the Chattering Grove Discord. The link to that is in the description. Or don't. Live your life. Bye!